Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents. My name's Nat James. My name is... I mean, how many podcasts and I can't even get my name right? Should we just... Psh, I, do you know what? I'm going to cut it. Nico can have that for the intro. Hello everybody, my name's James, welcome to another Planet FPL Clash of the Correspondents and this week the team you might have thought would have won recently hasn't and Sheffield United finally have. Let me introduce you firstly to our Brighton and Hove Albion correspondent Sam Murray, how are you Sam? I'm good, thank you James, hello everyone, hope all is good, Um, nice to be back on the podcast again. Good stuff. I've seen you twice in three days as we're pre-recording on Tuesday night. And Sam was a guest at our live show on Sunday night. He couldn't tell us nothing about Brighton then. He's probably not going to now either. <laughs> and let me introduce you to our Sheffield United correspondent, Ben Tomo Thompson. How are you, Tomo? Doing good. Good stuff, mate. Sam, I've got a hypothetical question for you. If I told you now on Tuesday night, you're going to Amsterdam. If I told you now you was going to win in Amsterdam but your lot would be so knackered from it, they'd get beaten by Sheffield United on Sunday. Would you take that? Yeah, yeah, I would. I would, which is, I don't know if that's the, the right or the wrong answer, but that, yeah, that that away day in Amsterdam has, well, three away days in Amsterdam it is, but the, the actual game has potential to be, I mean, it's one of the biggest games I've ever, ever played. So yeah, I'll take a win there all day long. This is part of the problem. We discussed this in pre-season. Is there a, a, a huge emphasis on this Europa for your guys? Yeah, yeah. It, I think we, I think we've seen that with, with the fans as well. It's they stand out the fixtures, don't they? The, the, the Europa League fixtures, and we've said this before, but because it's because it's Brighton, and we've never never done this before, and we you know you never know we might never be able to do this again. Um, yeah, I think the Europa League games do do uh, do stand out, and you, you put a little bit more emphasis on them and. You hope we save the, the bigger players for those those games because Brighton fans are going to Ajax and we're expecting a full strength team. If, if we go there and start resting Matoma and Dunk, it's, it's not good. Yes, yeah, so we've got to go, we've got to go strong there. But any Brighton fans know what the full strength team is, by the way. I get <laughs> there, but 
No, well, I, I'm not sure. Does Irby no, he's, he know he likes three, and that's about it. <laughs> Who's the three? Well, he's made a point a while ago about Dunk, Gross, and Matoma being the most important players in the squad because their attitude and their quality, and they play as much as they can. Those three. Um, apart from that. There's not much, according to Deservey anyway, there's, there's not much that stands out. I think that's why we're seeing so much rotation because the difference between a Gilmore and a De Hood or a Igor and a Van Heck isn't seen as enough to to play one of them every single week. So, yeah, it's, a, it's Dunk, Gross and Matoma, the key players, and the rest of the team will, will keep changing, I think. And to complicate matters, we also had a back three recently. Yes. That was one-off, was it? Or... Um, it... Worked quite well actually. It did work well because we've been kind of forced into it um, since the Stupin got injured. We, well, we thought we'd miss him a lot, and we had Solly March cover at left back and Lamptey as well. And they, to be fair, they've both done a really good job. They're both injured as well now, so something something changed. And it was yeah, it was more of a back three. Um, not really a you had a Dinger and Mitomas the wing-backs, but they were so, so high up. They were so advanced still, maybe a little bit wider than usual, but they were so advanced. So it was a back three uh, and it, it worked well. It worked well. We had a lot more control and we had a bit more in the middle as well. So it's something we could see again. Um, I think once the Stupinian's back, we'll go back to a more familiar, familiar back four. And that's what we played on uh, Saturday anyway against Everton. So yeah, it might just be a one-off. We might see it every so often if players need a rest or someone gets injured so we'd never know who's going to play and now we might get one of i was gonna say one or two systems that would be doing this would be a massive disservice but let's say mm-hmm. in terms of your back line in any case we could get a back four or a back three okay yeah. tomo how do you see this going to brighton do you take any encouragement from the fact they've got a huge game three days before playing you man it helps a little bit but you know i don't see it's going to affect it too much i can't see us getting anything to be honest and here was me thinking, Tomo, you was going to rock up all happy and excited after winning on Saturday. I'm excited we won. It's nice not to be the only winless team in the country. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I did take, I was happy with the second half. The first half was atrocious. Um, it's been atrocious since we lost in 12 minutes of stoppage time to you lot. Um, and you kind of called it after the pod about, how rubbish we were, and we've been really rubbish since then. So, and since we, you know, lost eight nil to Newcastle, it's not been good. So. I mean, that was going to shoot the confidence massively, and I, I think you you tried yeah. to play a slightly more offensive system, ironically, against Newcastle, and I think yeah. that probably shot confidence massively. And we'll, don't don't try that again, basically. The, yeah, the, the game seemed to get better for you. Ironically, Ryan Bruce got injured at the end of the first half, right on Saturday. Surprise! But, surprise. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate for the lad, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. But it got better for you when McAtee came on, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what did he do in the game? Did he just change the system? Was it two up front with Brewster and Archer? Was it something else? Yeah, so we had two up front with Brewster and Archer, and he was just literally like having two trampolines up front. He just hit him and came straight back. <laughs> and they didn't even touch the They couldn't even control the ball, you know. And they're going against Dawson and Kilman. So, you know, we were just launching it to them. What hope they're going to get, those two guys? Um, so it was very, very frustrating, and they were just no confidence. You could tell the ball went to him, they just kicked it. So when we put McAtee on, he kind of came, he played closer to Archer, kind of right behind him, kind of a 10 roll. And then we just came out, 
you know, went for him in the second half. I think it helped that it were it were raining a lot and conditions weren't very good either. And um, you know, we we actually had a good go in the second half. So I didn't see it coming that way. So I mean, I, I I'm definitely gonna steal that. I never heard that before. Touch for trampoline, but I'm I'm gonna yeah. keep hold of that one, mate. But I just got a great goal, right? Yeah. So he was shocking all game. <laughs> and he has and he has been shocking really since Everton game. And he played well with, with, with McBurney for the first half of the Man United game. So the only two times we played well since since the Newcastle game was first half against Man United, where we were competitive, and second half Saturday. Um McBurney is a massive miss. I know you called it a couple of weeks ago. He basically is the only way we can get out and keep the ball up the field. So we had McBurney there. It's a big miss. But, but continued yeah. lost 8 0 at Newcastle without him. And then the first game without him afterwards was 5 0 at Arsenal. Yep. To win on Saturday without him must be a big psychological boost for the players, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Archer, he, he's a great finisher, right? I mean, some finish, he's, he's, he's hit that. Um, but he doesn't get many chances. We don't create many chances. Uh, I don't I think we had a chance for like 200 or 300 minutes before that. So that I can remember, you know, I'm cheering corners over here, throw-ins. <laughs> you sound like, long. Tomo, that you're two points off safety, ironically, um, mm-hmm. and actually finished Saturday one point of yeah. safety. Obviously, Luton got a very credible draw against Liverpool on Sunday. Everyone's written you off now, particularly mm-hmm. more than the other three teams down there at the moment. The way you speak sounds like you still are as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've got so many injuries. I mean, again, we've got all 13 injuries, so we have no bench. So there's really no one we can bring on to impact the game. Obviously, McAtee did on Saturday. But, you know, unless McBurney gets fit in plays, and McBurney's not really played more than a handful of games in a row, and he can't play more than you know 60, 70 minutes when he does. We have to get McBurney playing with Archer and McAtee in the team. But when we do that, we get too open, and then teams attack us and we can't defend. So it's kind of very difficult to kind of get them free into the team to create chances, but also be solid at the back with all the injuries we've got. Sam, how do you see them? Do you give them a chance to stay up? Um, yeah, yeah. There's, I think. Everyone would have them. Like most people would have them now in the in the three to go down. But it's it's a lot of teams that are quite similar towards the bottom. And I think if you can uh, put a run together, get some players in January, yeah, they got a chance. Yeah. You see, it's three from four, Summer. It's beginning to look that way, isn't it? Yeah, and I think we we discussed this when I was on last time. I said it was going to be lowest points record ever to stay up. I still think it will be. Um. I see it very similar. I think we'll finish similar to what we did when we went down last time, 20 summer points. I think we'll beat some teams that we shouldn't beat. Uh, but I don't see us staying up right now unless we get some players in, in January, but we have no money. So it's kind of, I can't really see much happening. Is there any movement on a potential takeover? Has there been any sort of update? No. There's a guy, Darren Smith, who's close to the Prince on Twitter, who kind of leaks a lot of the stuff and Basically, it's gone. It's gone quiet. Not going to happen, at least by January. So, you know, I think he's asking for too much. To be honest, he probably almost wants in a in a roundabouts way. I mean, you're not going to get yourself into a position. I don't think where we could get to March and 
we'd go, you're safe. I don't think. Yeah. Um, we might get to a position in March where we're going, okay, it really looks like you're going to go, for example. And then talks might, because some, if, for someone to buy when they don't know where you're at, and that obviously massively impacts the value of the club. Mm-hmm. I know there's been some talk with Everton that the, the value of the club might be a lot cheaper if they went down and stuff. I don't know if that sort of thing would be on the table, but I imagine a buyer would just rather wait and see what the situation is with with Sheffield United at the moment. Do you, do yeah. you think there's any way 27 points could be enough? That's my only hope, is 27 points could be enough. Um, and I think it's very similar, like the four teams down there right now, all lacking confidence. You know, I think Lewin's a little bit better right now. They have a system. But, yeah, I just um, does Bournemouth or Burnley spend big in January and buy some players, potentially? I know we and myself and Luton won't do that. I yeah. think we'll be very smart about it. So yeah, you and Bur- uh, Bournemouth and Burnley might, though, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking they're going to do, right? So that's the kick to me. We've got to get all these players back, and some of them are out a long, long time. I mean, Egan's done for the season. Um, Basham you know, must like, be as well, right? Well, Basham's done for the season, so we're down to... Birmingham defenders. So, yeah, we'll we'll come back and and talk on some of them. Um, we've obviously mentioned Sam about the importance of the Europa for you. Is this five games without a win a bit concerning though? Because then you started with five wins from six. Yeah, yeah. It's I think that there's been a noticeable change in form since Europa started. Not just down to Europa, we've had a few injuries as well, which really haven't helped. Uh, yeah, it's it's a bit concerning. Uh, if you look at this stage last season, we're actually three points better off than we were at this point last season, which surprised me. But we're still up there. We're still we're still seventh, and yeah, we're still we're still on track. It's nothing to to panic about. Um, some big games coming up, though. I think we'll be quite happy to see the international break and um, rest and recover before ridiculous amount of games again leading up to Christmas. I, I had a look earlier, we had, we've got eight games in 27 days in all competitions leading up to Christmas. So it's going to be, um, it's going to be tough. This, this fixture list isn't going to ease anytime soon. So we've got to get used to it. A little bit concerning the form. Yeah. And we haven't been anywhere near what I was seeing last season, which is, which is a little bit of a worry, I think, because it's not the Brighton we're used to. We're making a lot of mistakes. We aren't creating as much as, Maybe we we used to as well. So hopefully, um, hopefully we see a strong team on Thursday and we see what we're what we're capable of. I gave you quite a bit of criticism for your first half performance at Manchester City. Um, and when I reflected on it, I was thinking afterwards, like, would I criticize anybody else for going to Manchester City and struggling? Did you hear that when I commented on it? Yeah, I, I know you didn't like you weren't impressed with the first the first half, yeah. But do you think that was harsh? And it's um, okay if you did. I think we're so used to Brighton going into every game now and, and having a chance. And no matter no matter what the team is, we've we've always got a chance of, of getting something. And the first half was it's kinda like how how it used to be going to Man City away. You kind of given up before it even started. So the first half wasn't very good. And again, it was another sloppy goal and felt like the game was the game was done pretty early on. Second half was was a bit better. We got back into it and we had a had a chance the last 10 minutes, but no, it's not it's not it's not that harsh. No, it wasn't it wasn't a good first half. And and the game against Everton as well was was poor throughout that game. Yeah, that was we were lucky to get away with a point there. Um 
despite yeah, the eighty percent of the ball is quite that's remarkable. It. The first you you look at the you look at the stats and yeah, eighty percent, and then you go down, and you see two shots on target, and the the only shot we had on target in the second half was a Lewis Dunk free kick from thirty yards. We didn't create anything, and it felt like sixty minutes in it was what it was written. It was just gonna be one of those that fizzles out, uh, but we got a little bit of luck, and yeah, it, it was a. Well, a big bit of luck that own goal. We're, we're, we're all pretty happy to get away with a point there. We haven't been great recently. It's part compliment, though, isn't it? That you're getting thought of like a a top team with the other, with respect, bigger clubs in European contention. We're, we're putting you in that bracket. So we're judging you like a good team. So if we see something we don't like, we're judging you negatively because everyone's give you so much praise. Have yeah. you found that weird to accept? Yeah, it, it would always be weird to me. Um, but yeah, the, the standards raise pretty quick. The expectations that people have in the fans as well, you see it after a after a game like Everton or Man City, there's there's a bit of a divide where some people are saying, come on, we were we were down near the bottom of the league five years ago. And then some saying, Well, look, look, this is this is what we're part of now. We're part of the big, you know, the, the top eight teams. We should be doing better than this. So yeah, there's still a little there's a balance and it, it, it will always be weird for me, but um yeah, we, we go into games and we, we think we can get something, which, yeah, a bit, bit strange. But it's nice. It's nice to be one of the top teams. Yeah, no. Nah, listen, there's been so much praise for you. Tomo, you were nodding away. Do you agree? Brighton should be in that category, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. I kind of put them in the same category, you know, the top six and games that away from home, I'm not, you know, expecting to get anything out of. So... How well do you think they can do? Could you still see them as a top four contender? I don't see why not. Obviously, it's always difficult on Thursday nights. So it's going to be a always is for every team that does first time. But yeah, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, you know, Brian's just such a good team. They're basically, what we we would love to be, right, as a club. So yeah, I mean, you've set the bar, Sam, for what uh, many other clubs will be aspiring to on and off the pitch. It was interesting, Thomas Frank made some comments on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. I don't know if you saw that, Sam, about basically there was two ways to play against you. One is to go aggressive man-to-man and the other is just to sit off and go real deep block. It's the real deep block that's causing problems, isn't it? It's a repetitive thing. That's what what I would do. A deep block and stick two players on my toma and you've got a chance, I think. Toma, what do you reckon? Are you going to go man-to-man pressing or are you going to go deep block, mate? Oh, low block for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so right. is, this, is this, in a weird way, look, to be honest, we'd all probably think that Brian will win on Sunday. But is this the sort of fixture that, that will give you a problem, potentially, Sam? If you don't score early, right? You score early in these games, is fine. If you don't score early, as was the case when my team played Sheffield United, it can become a struggle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've seen this before, yeah. And... There's still there's still be Brighton fans going into that game and thinking, oh, we, we know what's going to happen here. It, if it's if if they get something they can cling on to, whether it's nil nil or they get an early goal, then it becomes really difficult. Uh, yeah, so it's it's not going to be doesn't feel like it's going to be one of those games that we can just if we, if we get an early goal, obviously it's sometimes it'll be a bit different. And we had it last season when we got an early goal sometimes and we've got five or six in some games, but. Yeah. Other thing happened as well, where it would be very close, very nervy, and almost feels like we're never going to find a way through. So, yeah, it, it could go, it could go either way. Yeah. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So is there a creativity void in this team at the moment? Yeah, I think we we miss Estupinan a lot at left-back. It's not just defensively. I think going forward, we we look like we, we don't really have... Um, have another have another idea going forward and also Solly March a lot of our play right now is focused to Matoma and there's some points where it's kind of just give the ball to Matoma and just hope something can happen but yeah it's, 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 it's the creativity which yeah on Saturday was a worry um, I'm not sure I'm not sure what it is it's the, it's the midfield it's yes yeah, it's, it's a few injuries and Ferguson or whoever plays up front to be honest is kind of like a like a Harlan sort of role, they don't really touch the ball. They don't really get involved. They're there to to poach and to finish if it comes to them. But everything's out wide and everything's to to Matoma right now. It's the solution. I mean, a lot of people at the moment would think the solution at the moment is just Pedro and Ferguson together. But it it almost feels at the moment more like it might be one or the other, with mm. perhaps a, a Fatty or a Lalana or even Gross higher. Is that how you see it at the moment? Yeah, I see. I I love I love Pedro. I love Ferguson, and I think they could be a really good partnership. The way we play, the way we've played in a few games is almost with two strikers. When it's been Pedro and Fatty, we've seen that in the Europa League a little bit, and it's it's a bit it's a bit too much. When we had Lana in there against Fulham, we had so much more control. A proper number ten in there, just just a bit more of a of a link to midfield. Um, yeah, so with someone like Lana or even even Gross a little bit further forward in the ten. It gives us a bit more control. And the, the way we're conceding goals at the minute, I think that should that should come first. I'm not sure if Deserby will will change. He'll, he'll he'll go all out. I think still, but we're starting every game with one goal to the opposition. Opposition, it becomes a a bit more difficult to win. Um, yeah, it's it's that number ten which I think I think we need. I think we'll see a little bit more of Lalana from now on. And yeah, with all these games coming up, probably yeah, one or the other, or Pedro or Ferguson. We're all waiting for a stupid and getting fit because we're looking at the fixtures going next five. Sheffield United, Forest away, Chelsea away, Brentford at home, Burnley at home. There's a cluster of five. It's great. And I'm sure after this weekend's just gone with players getting sent off. Hello. Uh, Matty Cash, potential doubt. Dan Byrne injury is going to be a... <clears throat> well, if I knew a stupid and was fit for Sunday, get on with it and get it done. Now would be the time. But are we just overlooking the fact that you haven't kept a single clean sheet this season and therefore we'd need attacking returns from him? It's crazy, isn't it? Zero clean sheets. Uh, yeah, and he, he is attacking. In the first few weeks, we saw what he can do. But surely clean sheets are going to come at some point. Deserby said a few times recently after games that he, he, he wants to see fewer silly goals. He, he really is putting a bit of an emphasis now on on clean sheets, which hasn't hasn't worked too well. Bullshit, um, is but... he? The emphasis on clean sheets. <laughs> he was sorry. happy after the I'm clean I'm going to call sheet, him man. out. You know I love him. I'm calling him out for that. He, he, he uh, clean sheet against Ajax, he was very happy with. But yeah, we've still been a bit bit sloppy at the back. I'm sure clean sheets will come at some point, but we're not like we were defensively 
a few seasons ago, well, even last season, we were pretty strong at the back. Um, so, yeah, if you're comparing a, a Stupinan to a dunk, probably um, probably wait around for a Stupinan because you're going to be wanting attacking returns. Yeah, 15.9 expected goals conceded this season. I think ranks you uh, 10th. It's better than my team, but we hadn't. I think Chelsea had about an XG of about eight Monday night or something. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're a mid-table performer in terms of expected goals conceded. But it always feels with you as well, you only need to give up one or two good chances and you'll concede. Yeah. yeah. Why, yeah, why is that? Or is that just a perception? I think it's it's just the way it's the way we play. I feel like we when we give up a chance, it's a big chance. We, we're really obviously we know how risky Deserby is and how we play, and I wouldn't want him to change that. And it it's benefited us so much more than it's um, negatively impacted us over the last season and a bit. So it's the way we play, and when you play on the edge like that, you give the ball away. And it happened last season a few times, and we did concede a few big chances, and we got away with it. This season, it feels like. We give the ball away and we're punished straight away. So, yeah, um, hopefully it improves when Estupian's back. I know his original time frame was around the period we're in now. I was hoping Ajax haven't heard too much. We either rush him back because he is so important or give him a little bit more time to recover. Um, yeah, maybe if he misses Sheffield United, we give him a you know, bit more chance of missing the internationals and staying at home mm. with us. So, not sure... What's gonna What's gonna happen now? I'd love to we, see him on the. We team should sheet We should repeat. Obviously, we're pre-recording Tuesday night. By the time you hear or watch this, it might be the Stupinans in Amsterdam on the bench. Would you be tempted if he played 20, 30 minutes Thursday night to think oh, hmm. I'll stick him in? He'll start Sunday. Yeah, it's it. It would. Uh, it would be tempting. Yeah, if he if he got if he got thirty minutes. Yeah, because then. You could all, you could use the Sheffield United game as building some match fitness before a before a break. So, yeah, I think we need him as well. He's so important. We need him more than ever because because we've got nothing at left back. Lamptey was meant to be on the bench against Everton. He he uh, pulled out of the warm up, and it doesn't sound like he's going to be available for Thursday either. So, we could we could rush him back in, could give him more time. I'm not sure, but see how many minutes he gets on Thursday if he's in the squad. And yeah, I think a few people would go there if he got minutes. I think a few. So, Tomo, they've conceded every game. Are any of your trampolines capable of taking advantage of this? I'm kind of torn. I'm kind of torn on this game. I think it's either going to be a really close, we might scrape a point, or we're going to get battered. I can't really work it out yet. So, Brewster, I, was it hamstring as well? With Brewster? No, Eckenbottom no. said it was his knee afterwards. Oh, Apparently, okay. he was taking him off at 45. He's half time anyway, he said. But yeah, I thought it was his hamstring, but actually it was his knee afterwards. So. Okay. So Archer will play on his own up front. Yeah, okay. I can't. I think we'll I think we'll start like we did the second half and McAtee behind. Have you got him in FPL at the moment? No. No. If you did, considering he's playing against the team who you know will give up chances, even against you, would you have any temptation to start him this week? And I re- recognise that the majority of him important and interesting FPL assets have good fixtures this week, but also be a number of people right now sitting there with a shitload of flags. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'd be too disappointed if I had him, you know, his first sub and a couple of risks, but 
you know, I just don't really see starting any Shaken Eye players or feeling good about starting them unless it's the bottom four teams are playing. Okay, fine. So after Brighton, Bournemouth at home, Burnley mm-hmm. away. Yep. That's going to be definitive, isn't it? What, yeah. what, do you, what do you think you need from, just forget Brighton for a minute, from those two games afterwards, what do you think you need from those two games? Minimum four points. Has it got to be, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I think Bournemouth's a must win. Um, and then, you know, going to Burnley, I think if we can, you know, get through this game, we are getting a hiding. Get through international break, get some players back. You know, we're tough at home. You know, we, I know Newcastle's an outlier, but, you know, we played City tough at home with that little block as well. I, you know, I can see us being Bournemouth at home. You know, and yeah, Burnley, I mean, when we, me and Sid had an argument the other week about, you know, were you going to beat Derby's points total? And I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know you'll get enough points at home. Yeah. Definitely. I don't see you getting many on the road, but then yeah. not in the Forest didn't get many on the road last year. And it was yeah. their home form. And they started not great in terms of their home performances, right? Like they, they lost yeah. to my team. Fulham went there and won. Bournemouth went there and, and won. Now, admittedly, since then, I mean, it's two home defeats in like 20. It might, it probably doesn't need that from you, but it needs you to probably be getting something in every other home game, for example, going yeah. forwards, I think, to to give yourselves a, a realistic chance. Um, Sam, a lot of this feels like it's got to be hypothetical from a fantasy perspective i.e. here's a case for you. If you won comfortably Thursday night, let's say you go to Amsterdam, you're 3-4-0 up, <laughs> keep dreaming, pal. <laughs> you might be the way they've been playing. And Deserby goes after an hour, right, job done, Mitoma off the pitch. Would you give any consideration to captain him in FPL this week? Um, yeah, I think... I think you think about it. If 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 we can be pretty sure of a start, then he's got to be he's got to be up there. Um, obviously, Harland away at Chelsea, if he's fit enough, isn't 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 the best. So it opens it up, doesn't it? And I think yeah, Matoma would be up there. And if he was in my team, I'm not sure. I'm a Brighton fan. I don't want to don't want to double down. But you're a, yeah, you a Salah owner. I've got Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider Captain over over Mo? They've got Brentford at home. Mm, it would be, it'd, it'd probably still be Salah for me, but it would be it would be a consideration. Yeah, yeah, I think there for sure. There, there'll, there'll be a few though who might be sitting there on him and don't have say Saka or Salah, and to be fair, probably prioritising sorting that out. But there mm. might be a few. We oh, well, I'll go Son or Holland, and maybe like the doubts are there, for example. Now, and you think I could. I could go for it. Certainly be a differential captain with mm. without a doubt. Would he if you could pick your favourite Brighton team for Sunday and you knew it and they were well rested hypothetically, is Matoma the one you would want to put the armband on? Or would you if you knew Pedro was going to start, for example, or Ferguson was going to start, would you be more tempted by something like that to go rogue? I think by the way, because of last week, there's a few people will be looking at some rogue stuff this week. Um, yeah, I, I still think Matoma's, Matoma's a standout so much of our play goes down his side. Close second would be Ferguson because it feels like the kind of game where he uh, he can get some points. And it, the way it's landed for Ferguson with 
he's starting the Premier League games and it feels like on Thursday it's going to be Pedro and Fatty. So there's a there's a decent chance that um that he gets some that he starts on Sunday and his minutes look good. So Ferguson would, would push Matoma close and as a complete differential, if you if you're looking at ownership as well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a bad shout there at all. Um but yeah if you if you're looking if you look at the, the team it's I think it's always going to be Matoma if you'd feel safest anyway. That's interesting that. He's got one attacking return in the last five, which was we would have to say the fortuitous assist. Mm. Uh, Everton over those five fixtures, which admittedly does include Villa away and games against Liverpool City, XG of under one, XA of under 0.5 across all five. So there's nothing that nothing there in the data. And I realize you haven't had a home fixture in that period like the one you've got coming up, but that would be one hell of a gamble. Would you mm-hmm. advise people to get him in? And again, I, I, I kind of guess this depends how we sit after Thursday night, admittedly, but if he comes out of it safely. Yeah, yeah, and even if he plays ninety minutes on Thursday, we know how much Deserby loves Matoma. So, um, yeah, he's probably well. I think I think Matoma bringing him in. A lot of people will be looking looking there now. We've got a few injuries, and it, it's not it's Sheffield. It's, you know, it's a good fixture, and he's he's our key player. So, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't overthink it too much. Um, got a few other options in there now with Adingra I think he can be he's another option but it's just it's just the minutes isn't it we we just we're just not too sure I think if you, if you look at the uh with, with Matoma minutes if you look at his like the pattern of fixtures we had last time um when we had the Europa League game we had the away game on a Saturday we had Marseille on the Thursday and then we had a, a Premier League game on a Sunday before the international break and he played 90 minutes in all three so could see something like that again um yeah Transferring him in this week, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk anyone out of it. Would it be a few on Madison, and we don't know the status yeah. at this stage, for example? But the flag would be enough to make people look elsewhere at similar price. You know, a bit cheap. You've got Jared Bowen as as an option. Obviously, Eze's back for for Palace would be an alternative to Mitoma as well. I think we know what we get from Mitoma, don't we? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what you get, and if you're going to be, if you're bringing him in, you know you're going to keep him for. For the next few months, he'll 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 tick over and he feels safe. If you're gonna punt and then move to an Embuemo soon, then yeah, maybe you could skip it altogether. So yeah, it depends, but yeah, longer term, you know what you're getting with him. I think Adingra. I've been quite consistent saying to people the last few weeks, yep, that would be the one. If I ever get on A or B at the in kind of under five and a half, and yeah, yeah, Adingra mm. punt it. Brighton fixtures are good, and of course will feel like, with respect, Tom, I would feel like it peaks now with, with Sheffield United at home. But I have to say, Cole Palmer impressed me massively on Monday mm. night at White Lane. And I did think, yeah, I'm definitely going to want him in a few weeks. Am I better off yeah. just going down that route? And I can't see him coming out the team because he's too good of a footballer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We spoke about we spoke about Adingra before the City game on um, Clash of the Correspondence. And I wasn't interested, fancy football-wise, because because of Solly March. Obviously, that injury changes things pretty drastically. Mm. I played my wild card and I was between Edinger and Palmer and I thought I could make the move to Palmer a little bit further down the line. I'm going to have a punt on Edinger. Um And yeah, the, the, he, he's played, he started both. He's got good minutes in the last two. Uh, he becomes the obvious choice at right wing with Solly March out and CISO out. You've got Buonanotte in there who... In his appearances, he's got potential, and I think maybe if we didn't have 
all his injuries, he might have got a loan out. So he's kind of, uh, he's not quite first team ready yet. He'll get minutes and in these home games, it's always a little bit of a worry. He gets a gets a start. But Adingra's looked, he's sharp, he's confident. A little bit wasteful against Everton. But yeah, I do like Adingra. If I had to pick one of them now, Adingra or Palmer, I would probably go for Palmer though. But I had, I had even, the punt. Even the with the fixture this weekend, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I'm going to make that move eventually anyway. But Edinger is not a not a bad option though, because I can't see too much changing. March March won't be back for a long time, and see, so you, you're looking at the new year. So if it's if we stay with back four and it's him versus Bonanotti on the right hand side, you, you're is going to get good minutes. So yeah, so it's a Whoa. it's a really nice option. And I'm looking across the last seven Premier League games, he started six. Um, and he's played at least 70 in all those starts. Mm. Played only 70 against Fulham. Played 84 at Old Trafford, 87 against Bournemouth, but 90 minutes against Liverpool, Man City, mm. and then 89 against Everton at the weekend. The 90s against Liverpool, Man City tells me that he's trusted as well. Yeah, yeah. And he, he always looks pretty lively when he comes on. He's got the confidence. Uh, it's We can't really do much else on the on the right wing with the injuries. And even Adingra himself isn't a really a right winger he came in he played on the left hand side out on loan a lot so um even him he, he's kind of filling in in a position where maybe he's not as as comfortable so it's kind of he is the obvious choice at right wing and, and Deserby would have him in his best team I think now because of because of the options so yeah uh, he's gonna get he's gonna get good minutes it's always one of those that you are you are checking the lineups when it comes out just to double check he is starting because who, who would be completely shocked to see Buenanote start on Sunday? No one. But I've got him in there. It's, it's a punt and hopefully he gets he gets a start against Sheffield United. Sam, you'll know on, on the deadline streams every week, I do the predicted lineups now and I'm keeping the track of the percentage that I'm getting right. You won't be surprised to know that your team is by way more worst <laughs> in terms of predicting lineups and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Kind of get the keeper right Sheffield week. United is one of our best. They've only normally got about 11 fit players from week to week. <laughs> um, Tomo, have you got any Brighton assets at the moment? I've got Matoma. What are you thinking? So I've got Salah, Matoma and Saka. Apparently Matoma. What, for captaincy? Yeah. That's fan view, isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I I don't know. I, like I said, Tony, I could see this being 4 0, or I could see this being a, you know, a 1 yeah, 1. The, problem, or the problem is, you might captain Matoma and you get one point, mate. I mean, I think it depends on minutes Thursday night, right? So if he comes off early and I don't know. I'm I'm torn because I also think Burnley's poor too. So it's, I'm I was you know I'm tossed up between him and Saka. I think right now it is of course a, a weekend before an international break, which means conspiracies as well. Sam, right? He missed the last international break with fatigue. Oh, it's Sheffield United at home before an international break. Give him a weekend off. Is that yeah. a possibility? Yeah, well, or or playing for ninety five minutes and then complain about how tired he is, so he's got to miss the two the two yeah, weeks. True. Uh, but yeah, if it would be nice if he could could stay stay in Brighton for the international break, I think. Uh, Tomo, uh, any interest in any other Brighton assets at the moment? Uh, Stupid Dan, I think would be one. Um, you know, we've not been great set pieces. I think Dunk one one week punt, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dunk scores on the weekend. Two prices, Nissan. 
Yeah. Trying to kick clean sheets, and yeah. I know he's taking yeah. direct free kicks. He's been really unlucky recently as well. He's getting closer, the disallowed goal at Everton as well. What a finish that was! Uh, robbed, robbed of a of a screamer there. But yeah, the free kicks. He's he must be scoring them every day in training because there's no debate. He picks the ball up and he's I'm taking this every time. And he's getting closer. He's getting closer. But at yeah, a price five million, I'm surprised he hasn't dropped in price. Actually, I, I, I checked his price earlier. I was expecting him to be. Be under five million now, considering he's probably averaging fewer than two points a game. But I mean, um, yeah, he is so twenty points is from eleven. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not great. It's yeah, the way and that includes the fact scored, he has scored. He's eight pointer against Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, the way the fixtures fall, you'd love it if if a stupid man was fit this week. But I'd probably just I'd probably just wait wait on Dunk and uh, see what's going on with a stupid end and go there instead for the same price. Okay. Tomo, Sheffield United players in your squad at the moment? No. Not even Archer? No. You're getting Bulldog back in though, aren't you? Come on. Um, a 3.8, I think it's pretty good. Bulldog was great on the weekend. So no. he, he played right-sided centre-back? Yeah, it actually worked out pretty well. Bogle played well second half. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I think Bulldog's key for us. It's just his attitude, his leadership. You know, he's a great defender. Okay. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if we put him on Matoma the weekend. That's my only hesitation there with Matoma. I was going to say, um, if he's going to play right-sided centre-back, that will obviously diminish his chances of the odd attack in return. But if he's going to get in the penalty area and do his, you know, his 5.4s and stuff, mate, then, uh... then you'll still get bits, <laughs> won't you? Yeah, exactly. Did you think it was a pen? No, it was never been a pen. But, <laughs> I mean, how many of them have we seen this season, though? I, I was shocked that we got it because we never get any VR this, any VR go our way. We've had some uh, tough ones. Look, at 3.8, he has to come into consideration just purely by default of a player that's going to play regularly, even if it is right-sided centre-back now, because of the issues you've got there. If something happens to Bogle, he probably goes back to wing-back and you find a different solution. How far away is Armie Hodzic? So I guess that's going to put a pressure potentially on that position. I think he'll be back for Bournemouth. I don't... I, he won't be back weekend, so I think Bournemouth is a good chance he gets back for that. So so how would how would you see... if Once Armie Hodzic fit, how would you see the back three centre-backs being... Well, I'm I'm intrigued because actually Anel's played better at centre back than he has at right centre back this season when he's gone there. Okay, but trust has been really good. Yeah, I've he's heard. done well. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And Robinson's been probably our most consistent best player, which was my I was most worried about. He's been Robinson's been really good, and uh, you know that long throw it's it's a weapon for us, right? We need we need it. So um, from Robinson, so. I, I won't be surprised with Baldock. I don't know. You know, I could see him playing right centre back some games, wrong games. I could see Adele playing centre back or right centre back. But I think it'd be kind of harsh to drop Trusty. So I have a feeling they'll play him back at right wing back and, you know, maybe in Bogle on layering games or I don't know. I mentioned on our live show Fulham uh, in reference to having an eye on them because of good fixtures in 13, 16, and 18. Your 18 fixture at Villa is not good, but Bournemouth at home in 13, Brentford at home could be reasonable in 16. It's not ideal, but it, but it's okay. It's two home fixtures there. And interestingly, I think a few might get the next week and think, 
I'll get Bulldog and I'll play him against a Bournemouth because I don't want to play Shimikas at Man City, for example, or I don't yeah. want to play Cash uh, at Wild Lane, or I don't want to play Udogi against Watkins. And it might be people get there. I've looked at it and gone, could I? I mean, is that, is that advisable? And I guess he, from what you're saying there, he's not a certain star, unfortunately. Who, Bulldog? Yeah. No, I think Bulldog starts. I think he's vital to our team now. So you think if once Armie Hodzic comes back in, there's every chance we go to right wing back instead of Jade Bogle? Yeah, I think he's either playing right wing back or right centre back. Okay. Um, so yeah, what have you made? And this is non FPL questions now. What have you made of Luke Thomas? Um, average. Exactly what Leicester fans said he was. Probably a good Championship player at best. Okay. Um, he's done okay. He's done okay, but you know. There's been a lot of attacking and not much cover in front of him. Our biggest problem is we've got Souza and Norwood who just don't have any mobility. So when we get caught in transition, it's just flooding at us. But the info we had was that Souza was going to be a bit of a ball-winning monster. Not, yeah, not really seen it yet. It just isn't up to the speed yet, Lee. I don't think you know. I think he could be a good player. Just he just looks a bit leggy still. I don't know. Which kind of negates that you need to play free in there, really, rather than just over yeah. two, right? Yeah. So that, does that mean Gustavo Hama having to constantly stay deep? I suppose it will do when you play yeah. two trampolines. But I guess once McBurney comes yeah. back, he's got to still play deeper, right? Yeah, that's his problem right now. I don't think we're getting the best out of him or either. Um, you know, he's a good player. I just, you know, that's the problem is just you're just trying to fit them all in but not expose ourselves, right? When you've got McBurney, Archer, McAtee and Hamer is probably a for definitely our four best attacking players. I just don't see how we can play all four of them. Yeah. League One, Wes. Start the season well, but is he League One, Wes, again now? He's League One, Wes. <laughs> He's, I, I don't yeah, know. We, I know we, we read your Twitter, or at least Suge definitely does, as we yeah, know. Yeah, no, I, I heard it on the weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, no, I don't know if he saw the goal. I've, maybe I'm a little harsh, but against them and Manu, you know, the Manu, Dallas. Yeah, right? yeah. I think it was a little bit unlucky with the Bellegarde one because it does take a deflection. Yeah. But I, I, I'd I, said at the time, I think we should save it. It's a great shot from Dallo, but I think yeah. he gets two hands there. Keep it out, mate. Yeah. And his kicking is just horrendous. <laughs> Probably. He's terrible with his feet. But, so. Do you know what? Like when he came to our place, and you, you do get a different feel about a player when you when you see him up close and live, like I said about Cole Palmer on Monday night. Um, And when he came to our place, I know he got booed a lot and stuff. But I thought he seemed calm. He seemed in control of himself. Certainly, neither of the goals were his fault, for example. I thought, no, you're, he, he looks all right, but I, I know you've been a bit critical of him again recently. Another just good championship player. Kind of a trend across the team at the moment. Are you just a good championship team? I think so. I, I, like I said, the start of the season, and Dye's just was Azar, and I just we just haven't replaced him. That's my, would you, my would you class Leicester as a good championship team? Um, no, I I put them better than that. So would you class Ipswich as a good championship team? Yeah, I guess good championship team. Maybe. Would you? Class, I don't really watch much of them. Would you class Leeds as a good championship team? Yeah, I would class it as a good championship team. Would you class Sheffield Wednesday as a good championship team? <laughs> <laughs> I think there'll be an okay Lee one team next season. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Don't think that's keeping me sane is my uh, group chat <laughs> my Wednesday friends. Uh, it could be some one <laughs> hell of an end of season party at Sheffield this summer, couldn't it? Oh, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> Uh, I know, yeah. I'm looking forward to the podcast on Thursday, actually. Yeah. Yes, uh, Money and Football Patreon podcast uh, on Thursday is uh, on Sheffield Wednesday, yes. Uh, Sam, a couple for you before we finish as well. Uh, Ansu Fati, what, what what have you made of him? What's he, what's his best position? I, I don't feel like I've seen much of him in a Brighton shirt yet. No, no, he's... Deserby's definitely managing him. It feels like when he starts, he's only getting 65-odd anyway. Uh, but he... With, there's he's there's uh there's sparks there's there's signs of what we know he can do and the potential that he's got. The issue for him is obviously his, his best position or the position he'd probably like to play the most for his left wing and Matoma that, that is Matoma's position. You're not you're not shifting him out of that. So he's had to play uh sort of behind the striker almost as a second striker with Pedro. Um and yeah he he's been good. He, he's he's got a few goals now. So I'm hoping uh, hoping he can kick on. Quite surprised he missed the last, well, he's on the bench for the last two games. So it feels like he's going to start um, against Ajax. So, yeah, I think it, we needed him. Definitely you think he's getting Cicero preferential in, in Europe because he's got the experience with where he's come from? Is there anything in yeah. that? He hasn't played more than 45 minutes in the Premier League yet. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, well, we need him. We need him either way uh, because we just don't have much, much to ro- rotate up there uh, without Inciso and uh, without March. So ah, you ruined the next question, Sam. Go what on. week am I buying Julio and Inciso? <laughs> um, <laughs> as soon as he's back, New Year. I miss him. We need him. Once he's up to speed, he's going to be very popular, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, it feels like he'll go, he'll compete with Vidinga on the right, um, even centrally as well, similar yeah. to what Fatty can do. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to see him back eventually. Uh, he just he started the season well as well, and he's such a great player. So, I, I saw nice he posted an in Insta early December, but I don't know if yeah. you've heard different or if that's the usual. Uh, Benson Cole wanted to play game week one and Tottenham will like sit down, mate. I don't know if, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's one of them. It probably, even if it was, he probably won't be coming in and playing every single game. So I think we'll see maybe towards the end of the year, yeah, beginning of the of the new year. Once he's got uh, some minutes, hopefully, yeah, we'll see him um, become, become even more important. He's, he's a good player. Game week 21, Sam, up mm-hmm. to game week 28. Wolves, Luton, Palace, Tottenham, Sheffield United, Everton, Fulham, Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Blimey. That sounds uh stealing the Brogan double up, I reckon. I didn't say the big clean sheets in there, mate, but I mean Julio <laughs> is down to five point one. If by that point he's managed he? to re-establish yeah. himself. We'll probably keep going, wouldn't he? Five point zero, maybe even four point nine. I, I don't know because he did have a little bit of ownership going into the season, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, and he, he started well. Um, um, yeah, he'll he'll join the mix. He'll be in there with Adingra and Pedro and Fatty, so it won't be a won't be nail start every week, but it'll be another option. Brilliant stuff. Thank you both, uh, Sam. Prediction for Ajax away first. 
Yes, well, after our 4-0 win away at Ajax, um, Ajax away. They, they've just got a new manager and they've won two in a row, so they're probably, uh, probably better than what we saw at the Amex because they were not very good at all. Um, I heard Ajax, uh, a few Brighton fans saying the worst team you'd played this season. Yeah, well, they're probably probably close. I think because the expectation as well of Ajax and uh, yeah, they were they were really bad. It was it was easy. It won't be as easy as Thursday, I'm sure. Um, two one Brighton away at Ajax. Could you imagine? Oh, I can I can definitely imagine, mate. I was <laughs> probably expected to be honest. Uh, and Sunday. Oh, yeah. I'll go for a, I'll go for a clean sheet. One nil Brighton. So I don't usually predict us to win. So two wins in a week is uh, such a bold job. One nil be a nice last minute similar to Bournemouth last year. Last minute Matoma. Let's find out if Tomo's built up his confidence during this podcast. Go on, pal. (laughs) I I have actually. It's quite quite a good podcast. Um, Four nil, Brian. (laughs) Matoma's game two. I like that. He's built up confidence, and he's still got four nil. (laughs) What was he thinking before? <laughs> was you planning to come on here and say six or seven, mate? I don't know. I just, I just, Brian's just a good team and I just, we're not very good against good teams. <laughs> no, it's, and it will come down to what you'll have heard me say, Tom, I think early goal. If yeah. you get it, Sam, I think it might be, whatever team you pick, it might be something like that because you're so brutal to play against. Yeah. Um, if you get in front, it can be like that Wolves game. That feels like a great example last year. Yeah. Where if you, you get early and they just keep coming. If you don't know, it'll be sticky. The way you defend certain moments, they, they'll be unapologetic in terms of attacking set pieces and stuff. They'll dive for penalties. I don't blame them. I think it's more likely to be the, the former, though. Um, I don't know about four, Tomo, but... Yeah, I'll go maybe three one because you always bloody concede, Sam. <laughs> um, one off, one for the trampoline as well, Tom. Thanks okay. very much, guys. Sam, anything you want to plug before you go, mate? Um, my my Twitter at FPL Seagull. Good stuff, and Tom. Yeah, it's my Twitter FPL underscore Glad. Brilliant stuff. Thanks so much, gents. Um, I'm off to Wolverhampton for my sins and punishment and another attempt to try and go top the league. So there's no deadline stream for me on Saturday. That means it'll be not the deadline stream on Friday. I think it's possibly going to be about four o'clock, a to be confirmed, though. Ahead uh, of game week 13, we will have three clash of the correspondence for you. I don't quite know the order yet, but I suspect it probably will be Newcastle against Chelsea with Simon Bibby and Gary Mans. We've also got Fulham against Wolves for you with Zara Curran and Bradley Parker and also Brentford against Arsenal with Tom Med and Adam Pritchard. All three of them for you coming up during the international break ahead of game week 13. Just leaves me to say thanks again so much to Sam and to Tomo. Good luck, gents. Cue music, please. Manchild. Sports Social Podcast Network.